Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor Major H. Gilbert, coming to you from On The Wall E-Ministries Sunday School Hour this morning. We thank God for you joining us. We have a beautiful lesson uh, before we want to announce also, hopefully, uh, beginning in September, uh, our plans are to just do a little small worship service following our Sunday School 25, 30 minutes just to give a little um, moments of meditation, a little message in uh, following our Sunday school. So we'll, we'll be just broadcasting continuously. Uh, we might have some worship songs in between Sunday school and our worship hour, but hopefully we'll be able to start uh, in September for Sunday. We'll have our Sunday school hour here at nine o'clock, uh, 35 minutes maybe of Sunday school. Then we'll get into a short morning worship message. So we excited about moving forward. We uh, committed that uh, Piney Hill, we would not start our worship service till a little bit later on. So it's been almost uh, three or four months and they're not broadcasting at 10 o'clock. So uh, we're gonna look at maybe uh, starting um, to broadcast and filling in that hour. So we thank God for you uh, faithfully joining us and following us in our ministry. But a uh, beautiful lesson this morning, a new city. A new city coming out of Revelation 21st chapter, verses 10 through 21, uh, August 14th, lesson 11, out of our King James lesson commentary, 2021-2022. Uh, those of you who are looking for commentaries for the next quarter, our fall quarter material is in here at the Alta Vista Church Supply, so we uh, invite you to come by, grab some literature. If your church is not having Sunday school, good to spend a few dollars, get a Sunday school book so that you can study God's word. Revelation 21st chapter, verses 10 through 21, a new city. Uh, verse 10 reads, And he carried me away in the spirit on a great and high mountain, and he showed me a great city, uh, holy Jerusalem, descended from heaven uh, from God having the glory of God and her light was like a stone most precious, even like a jasper clone, clear as crystal, and had a, a wall great and high and had 12 gates, and the gates of 12 angels and names written thereon were the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, verse 13. And on the east, three gates, and on the north, three gates, north, three gates, and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. In them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Verse 15, and he talked with me and had a golden reed and to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lies four square and the length uh, is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed and, and 12,000 furlongs and the length and the breadth and the height are, it are equal. Verse 17, and he measured the wall thereof in 140 and four cubits according to the measure of a man that is of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was jasper and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third was uh, chalcedony, and the fourth was emerald, the fifth uh, sardinus, uh, and the sixth was uh, sardius, and the seventh was chrysolite, and the third beryl, and the ninth topaz, tenth 
was Christopus, and the eleventh was Jacinth, and twelfth was Amethyst. And twelve gates of the twelve pearls, every several gate was one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, and it was transparent glass. Our key text this morning, as we study, is the wall of the city had 12 foundations of them, 12 apostles of the Lamb. Uh, in our study, the partners of new creation in uh, this unit three, the great hope of the saints, our lesson aims this morning as we study, as we anticipate this lesson, uh, we hope that each learner will be able to summarize the importance of the vivid imagery of John's account of the New Jerusalem and then explain the danger of misinterpreting that imagery and then describe one way your passage should influence uh, our lives or our behavior. So as we look this morning at our lesson, our introduction is beauty in the our Irish countryside. He said, I lost my breath visiting uh, St. Coleman's Cathedral at Cove, Ireland. And as I explored the historical building and the uh, cathedral bells and engaged the cathedral windows, its beauty overwhelmed me. And every cathedral surrounding stunned me. And one side of the cathedral overlooked the sea brilliantly with colored trees. And the other side, multicolored houses and buildings and, and of the town were surrounded by the cathedral. And the site of this cathedral was, uh, its surroundings was a glimpse of God's glory revealed in and through this Irish countryside. While beautiful and stunning as the cathedral was there in Ireland, it only a pale reflection of the place that God has prepared for his people. That's you and I. Mm -hmm. The apostle John was shown a vision of this heavenly place, one more eternal and more beautiful than this Irish Cathedral. Then as we look at our lesson context this morning, first century Greco-Roman cities like Rome and Greece and Athens, Corinth, were often spoken high regard because uh, of ancient ph philosophers and writers, and they would go to great lengths to allow the city's uh, accomplishments while stirring uh, the uh, descriptions of the city uh, for unfamiliar readers. And in today's text, John sees the great city coming down from heaven. He describes it in a manner that stirs the hearts of believers for what they can expect. So as we look at our lesson this morning, hopefully uh, we'll have a close comparison of these visions that Ezekiel had in the Old Testament and John had in the New Testament to reveal those differences. However, John's vision is in fundamental harmony with the theological tradition that was in the heart of Ezekiel. But throughout history, God, uh, people have had firmly onto the truth that God will provide his people at the end of time a place that is like no other place. Uh, they, these visions will not necessarily uh, uh, depict a physical location, but nevertheless point to God's faithfulness to his people he said that, uh, that he's going away to prepare a place for us. And then he said that that place would be, uh, you get into John 14, and he talks about that place uh, having many rooms in it. And, and we and I will be able to share in the kingdom of God by having our place in one of those rooms. So we will share in a place in the presence of God each and every day of our lives. We don't have to come to church 
to have a relationship with God each and every day. We'll be in the presence of God and, and God's glory will be revealed all around us, in us, and through us. So as we look at our first uh, part of our study this morning, the city's descent, uh, eternal glory coming out of verses 10 and 11 out of our study this morning. Uh, verse 10 says, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and he showed me the great city the holy Jerusalem descending down from heaven. And John describes this as being carried away uh, one of the seven angels. And he asserts that his experience uh, took place in the spirit. So we can infer that this was a vision that God had given unto John. And throughout Israel history, mountains had great influence on them. And, and this Mount Sinai to Moses and then uh, uh, Mount Nebo where Moses died and Ezekiel went up into the high mountain where God had spoken unto him and he said and he showed him the great city. John saw the holy and great city of Jerusalem descending down from heaven and God will establish this new Jerusalem and, and it will be the place where he will dwell with his people and his bride. You know, many prophets had uh, uh, talked about the hope of the new Jerusalem. Zechariah anticipated it. John, uh, uh, God's people will gather in peace from all nations. And, and he said that from the east, west, north, and south, people coming from every nation and every tribe, number that no man can number. God yeah. has a place in new creation with great splendor for you and I to enjoy our eternal home. So this vision of this city descending found from heaven, it serves as a representation of God's relationship with humanity and his people. God's city, his dwelling place, will come down among his people. Uh, meditation between God and humanity will no longer be needed. God will be present with his people in that holy city. And that city from God uh, reminds people of the focus of their worship. It is directed at the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and he's worthy of our highest praise, honor, and uh, from the citizens or city citizens, the bride of Christ. Amen. So we will be glory to God, giving glory to him in a place where we can worship him without having meditation because we'll be always in his presence. Verse 11, having the glory of God and her light was light unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. The glory of God unmistakably as John looked at this new Jerusalem, he noted those celestial bodies were, were, were not needed as sources of light. He says that there will be no sun, there will be no moon, no stars, because God himself will be the light. All of the brilliance of God's glory will come through and we'll be able to see the greatness of God without having any need for any other light. John referred to a stone most precious to provide this, this tangible parallel between the radiance of God's glory and, and previously John described God on his throne of having the appearance of a jasper. Uh, his poetic uh, light, language in our lesson this morning he talks about clear as a crystal. God is clear as a crystal. His radiance shines through everything that he does. And then we look at verse 12, and he says that there is an external, uh, external perspective. 
He says he had a great wall and high and twelve gates, and the gates of twelve angels, and named thereon were the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. And a certain wall, a city's wall, were a symbol of strength and unity in the old days. City walls were signal weakness or disgrace, either or. You're going to be strong or it signifies that you are not able to be able to stand against whoever comes against you. Mm -hmm. However, the wall of this new Jerusalem served different purpose than this earthly wall. It didn't need to keep people out. The wall was to encompass those that are in the glory of God. Mm -hmm. It signifies his power and his purity. Mm -hmm. The inclusive of these 12 gates parallels Ezekiel's vision uh, back in Ezekiel 48. His vision, each gate was named by a tribe of Israel. However, John said, does not connect any particular tribe to any particular gate, but he says that all the names of the tribes of Israel will be listed on each gate. Mm -hmm. Twelve tribes were a foundation of God's people. Therefore, this new Jerusalem, the vision reassures all that would hear that all the people of God will be included in the city, and that includes mm -hmm. you and I. Mm -hmm. Verse 13, on the east, three gates, north, three gates, south, three gates, and the west, three gates, as, as opposed to a single gate. Uh, in certain times of, 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 of Israel's history, the multiple gates of New Jerusalem will never close. Ain't that good news to us? Yeah. God's presence, God's accessibility will always be available to you and I. Amen. You know, even right now, only thing we have to do is say, Our Father, mm -hmm. we can call upon the Lord each and every day, anytime. Mm -hmm. So all the people of God, all of the earth, are invited to enter into this new Jerusalem. Individuals from every nation and tribe and language will come to worship God in this city. Mm -hmm. Verse 14 says that, And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The ancient city's foundations were laid on bedrock and, uh, with the proper foundation and levels were visible. But the new Jerusalem will descend from heaven. Every foundation will be visible. Twelve foundations named by the twelve apostles highlights the heavenly city's foundation, origin, and source. The earliest of Christians considered the apostles and these ancient prophets to be the foundation of the church with Christ. The lamb is that cornerstone. So John highlights this, this, this God's work in salvation history. The presence of both Israel and the church uh, emphasize the scope of God's covenant people. In New Jerusalem, all God's people will be united so that God's glory might be on display. Uh, that's what I like about it in the scripture. He said, there's no, uh, no Gentile, no Jew, no bond, no free. You know, there's no male, no female. Everybody is invited into the kingdom of God and united together to the glory of God so that we can display his glory. Amen. Then part two is the city's detail. Coming out of Revelation 21, 15 through 21, the measurements. Verse 15 says, and then he talked with me had a golden reed and measure of the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. The angel that talked with John and used a reed to measure uh, dimensions of this new Jerusalem, the length of the reed was probably somewhere between 8 to 10 feet. However, 
more than equivalents of this ancient measurements are not always exact. Mm -hmm. John had previously used the reed to be able to measure the temple of God in the altar and them that worship therein. However, in this instance, the angel provided a golden reed mm -hmm. approximately for the golden city to measure the city, its gates and wall. The image of this uh, reed is uh, reminiscent of the Ezekiel's vision at the time Ezekiel saw uh, whose appearance was like brass holding a measuring reed. The man uh, proceeded to measure the dimensions of the house of Israel. The man uh, in both visions, Ezekiel and John, at this measuring revealed the perfection of God's handiwork. Ain't it good to know that ain't nothing in us, on us, in this world that we living in is out of place. God yeah. intended to do everything that he did. I tell you, that old crooked eye, he did it. That old crooked nose, he did it. That old crooked mouth, he did it. No matter what God did for you, he did it with a divine purpose to identify you as one of his children. Amen. So don't be laughing at nobody because they don't look like you or don't look right. <laughs> he's one of God's children, no matter what he look like, ain't it? Amen, amen. Huh? He's one of God's children. So he, we, we, we are resembling the glory of God, no matter how we look. His glory will live in the people of New Jerusalem and those uh, dimensions that we studied today draws attention to the holiness of the temple. In this heavenly city, there will be no need for the most holy place. Ain't that good news? Because the whole city will be holy. The whole Amen. place will be holy. Everything Amen. will be holy because we are in the presence of God. Verse 17. And he measured the wall thereof in the hundreds and forty cubits according to the measure of the man that is of an angel. And I think we got to look back and catch that for a minute and make sure that we identify everything that is in there because sometimes we get caught up and read without understanding exactly what we read. He says 140 cubits were measured is about, what, 72 yards based on the city's dimension. The wall seems meager and not appropriate for the city. However, the wall's purpose is not to include his people. Mm -hmm. The wall's dimensions possibly represent those 144,000 of the redeemed that he mentions in Revelation 7. Oh, wow. uh, their inclusion in the city's design along with the 12 tribes of Israel, the apostles and prophets, uh, uh, acknowledge the totality of God's people in this city. But then he mm -hmm. says here that he, he measured it according to the measure of a man that is of the angel. Mm -hmm. so, we, so don't get caught up and say he measured based on the man's hand or the man's size. Mm -hmm. This was an angel. We don't know what size the angel is. Right. He, he won't five foot eight. He won't five foot nine. Some of the angels were, were representative of us, but other angels were powerful creatures. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what it is. He says as the measurements of a man as is of an angel. Verse 18, the materials. He says that in the building of the wall was of jasper and the city was pure gold like in the clear glass. See, John described God and sitting on the throne appearing like jasper. And then uh, co no coincidence that John envisioned the city wall of the same material. The radiance of God's presence surrounds the city. 
See, when you see God on the outside, you see God on the inside. All right. uh, that should be you and I, ain't it? When you see me on the outside, you should see me on the inside. All right. All my right. outside should represent my heart. Yeah. So that's what he says that right. the outside wall of the city represented the radiance of God because he surrounded the city. The city was pure gold likened unto what? Clear glass. Uh, inclusion of gold in turning eternal city might be making a reference to the original golden paradise and once used to indicate a person's beauty or wealth. Gold now indicated the presence of God. What was worth everything to us, now God is worth everything to all us. Right, right. What, what, what is worth unmeasurable wealth, our relationship with God is worth unmeasurable wealth. Mm -hmm. We cannot measure the wealth of what God has done for us. This rare element has become now common. Ain't this something? Mm -hmm. The materials for construction, what we now make coins and gold and wonderful things out of gold, now the city streets and the walls and the bricks will be made out of gold. Mm. So now what's become so, so valuable to us on this earthly side becomes more valuable to us in the heavenly side. Amen. And then he says the city's purity is unparalleled making it look like clear glass, mm. uh, more refined than human hands can produce. Mm. See, we can make good glass, but you can't make clear glass. Everything that you and I make has a flaw in it. But everything that God makes is clear and makes is perfect. Mm -hmm. So it has a flaw in it. But the thing about it is, it was made by God, not produced by human hands. Ain't that something? Mm -hmm. We got a home not made by hands. Ain't that good news? Amen. We have a home not made by hand in the heavenlies so that we can give God praise, glory, and honor. Amen. Verse 19 and 20 said, The foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The foundation of Jasper, the second was at, uh, where Sapphire, the third was Chalcedony, and then Emerald, and then uh, Sardis, and then uh, Sardius, and then Chrysolite. Then the other ones were Beryl and Topaz, and the tenth was a, a Chrysopus, and the eleventh was Jacinth, and the last was Amethyst. These foundations of the wall were built of what? Precious stones of unusual and, and is indicative of this heavenly nature that we have. In construction of cities, the, the unique gems of precious stones were reserved for the higher places. However, God does not reserve splendor or grandeur in the construction of cities. Mm -hmm. the, the prophet Isaiah foresaw that Jerusalem would rebuilt with precious stones and gems. And the beauty of New Jerusalem stands in direct contrast to the earthly beauty and temporary wealth that we see. So these listings of these precious stones in comparison to another listing of precious stones, those include uh, the high priest's breastplate, the ephod. We put in the ephod all of these precious stones that represents the glory of God. So inside this holy city, uh, without a temple, because the, uh, uh, the, the need for a priest is no longer needed. So the, the New Jerusalem will not have a temple because we will be worshiping God. And so God don't want us to be going glorifying a building. He don't want us glorifying a place. That's he wants us job. to glorify him. Mm. He says that he will give light to the city. There will be a holy temple there, but he will be that holy temple. You know, mm. let all the earth, and that, is that what the song said? Let all the earth. 
the foundation stones will serve as the outerwear of this heavenly city. Just as stones are used to uh, to uh, to utilize for the outerwear of Israel's high priest. Furthermore, John said that the marriage of the lamb, the bride, God chosen for the redeemed, have readied herself for the union with the bridegroom. The holy city is described as the bride, the lamb's wife. And the ornate and precious jewels are like of wedding or being worn by a bride on her wedding day, ready mm. for her, her 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 husband to come and her groom to come to receive her. Mm -hmm. Verse 21. It says the 12 gates were 12 pearls, and every gate was mm -hmm. one pearl. Mm -hmm. John described these details of these 12 gates in the heavenly city. The gates had 12 angels in, in the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and in ancient times, the pearls were extremely valuable and enormously costly. Further, uh, given the size of the wall, 144 cubits, these pearls would have been unnaturally large, unfathomably valuable. So then verse part B of that verse says, the streets of the city was pure gold and it was transparent glass. Mm. And uh, here he's saying that, that behind the walls, the city displayed this, this incredible beauty. Mm -hmm. And John speaks only of this singular uh, street made of pure gold. However, the city may have other roads or, or, or this may be Main Street. Ain't it Main? Mm -hmm. Main Street that leads straight up to glory is made of pure gold. Just like Jasper of the city's walls, the pure gold is transparent as glass. Mm. Even the city's road were more refined and more valuable in our human equivalents. God's glory of the idea of life are represented by this refined street. John described a, a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God flowing down in the middle of the street like trees lining a boulevard. The tree of life stood on both sides of the street. And that's amazing, ain't it? Can you, imagine, can you think about having the, the tree of life, which is one tree on both sides of the river? Now, I, don't, I can't even envision that in my head. How can you have one tree on both sides of the river and then the river flowing through it? You know, that's the tree of life. God displays his beauty to his people. More importantly, God will, will bring new life. Amen. Ultimately, he will restore creation glory that he created way back there in the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. Things will re be restored the way that God intended it to be at creation. Everything that the devil stole, God will restore right back to how it was made doing that creation. And then we can live with him, what? Eternally mm -hmm. in those heavenly bodies. Mm -hmm. I like the old saying, the old song said, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more trouble I see. There will be peace in the valley. We can enjoy that peace with God. So we, as we get to our conclusion this morning, there will be no place like it. Ain't that good news? Mm -hmm. Approximately 500 miles southeast of that St. Coleman's Cathedral there in Ireland sits the royal chapter of St. Chapelle in France. Uh, and then while 700-year-old chapel is, is small and unassuming, its size is not its draw. Instead, the chapel's massive and delicate stained glass features are its claim to fame. Mm -hmm. Over a thousand individuals 
biblical and historical scenes are, are depicted in those stained glass windows arranged across 15 windows and approximately 50 feet high. And the sun shines across Paris and pours through those stained glasses in the ch ch chapel's na uh, nave lights up the hues and blues and reds and greens. And the apostle used this vivid language to describe the glorious and splendid holy city. Unlike earthly cities, the heavenly city glows from the brightness of God's glory. And God's glory uh, uh, shines through the city more vivid and illuminating than the sunlight. Can you imagine? God's glory will outside the sun. The sun is so hot. The sun is so bright, it can burn through anything. But can you imagine standing in the presence in the glory of God? Mm -hmm. God's glory will shine through the city more vivid than the sun. Our hope as believers is that we will someday worship God in that beautiful heavenly city called the New Jerusalem. There will be no place like it. There's nothing like it never will be, never ever will be. That place that God has prepared for you and I. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a place of beauty, it's gonna be a place of peace. I don't know about you. I don't know, I don't worry about the beauty. I just want to be with him. I want to be in the presence of God. I want to be in the presence of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if that's that's all I need to be in his presence, that is enough beauty for me. I don't necessarily have to enjoy all of that beauty, but his presence will be enough to be uh, reassuring to me that what I went through down here, everything else is going to be all right. Isn't that good news? Mm -hmm. So our prayer today is, Creator God, you're the God of beauty. Thank you for the glimpses of your glory that you allowed us to see through your creation. And help us to 